Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are... Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So glad you're here if you're listening. If you're not listening, we don't even know it. (laughs) So today, um, MG and I had a brief discussion before um, pushing the record button and decided to talk about, um, like, being open to suggestion, taking, you know, a... And I, I, you know, I think it's pretty common when you come in not to (laughs) be open. Like, we get stuck in this mode of thinking. Like, this is the solution for that. You know, well, that will never work. Um, You know, I don't know about you, but I do, I get, I run across a lot of sponsees and like, well, I can't do that because, and I can't do that because, and I can't do that because, and I can't, you know. And I was like, so I know when I start doing that. I'm stuck. I'm in this like one mode, this, this one train of thought, and that's how it works, period. And I'm not open to suggestion. And I remember um, when I first came in, there was a, a woman who used to suggest, or it was suggested to me many times, why don't you move? Because my qualifier would just like come over in the middle of the night, knock on the door and want sex. And so why don't you move? And I was like, well, I'm not going to move because he's an asshole, you know? Right. And, but I did move. In fact, I moved twice. Um, and then, um, another thing was, why don't you quit your job? And I wasn't, I never did quit my job and I wasn't willing to quit my job. And there's a lot of extenuating circumstances around it. Number one is because I'm a convicted felon and it's, I was not in this place of confidence where like, I can go, I'll just go find another job. You know, I don't think I would, be in that same place right now but back then I wasn't you know so I noticed it recently with um, my sponsor I had a conversation with her this morning and I was um, complaining about the lack of men the kind of men on the dating site that I am looking for and I told her I said I feel like it's taking me a long time and that there's something wrong not with me, but with the choices I'm making. And, um, you know, she said, first she said, well, go to the opposite coast, go to California or go to New York. Um, she happens to live on the Northeast and I mean, in the, in New England, she said, come here. And I was like, but then I thought, you know what? She goes, well, maybe San Antonio has more of the kind of men you're looking for. And I said, you know what? You're right. And it was like, all of a sudden I got willing. I don't know exactly what happened. If I saw 
potential in the suggestion or how that actually works. Maybe I felt heard, you know? I think for me, yeah, I think that you, I do have to feel like my, my, my needs are real and I'm being heard and understood. And I, you know, I did. So I opened up to Austin because that's like two and a half hours, three hours away. It's not, you know, a plane ride. And there probably are a lot more the type of men that I'm looking for there than there are here. I love that. And I can remember for me, when my therapist recommended that I go to SLAA, I was like, oh, no, no. But because he was someone who I really trusted, and I think that that's a key to it, that in order for us to be open to suggestion, there has to be a level of confidence. And so when our sponsors give us suggestions, right, they're not, uh, you know, dyed in the wool sort of, I've got to do that or they're going to hit the highway. But I've done pretty much every suggestion you've made. And so it's, I think when we trust the other person that what they're saying is something that, that we can resonate with and say, okay, I trust them. Let, let me do what they say. But I've had tons of sponsees just totally discount everything that I've said. So I think that there's a piece of it that it's like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear sort of. Piece right, of it, yeah. piece of it, yeah. Well, too, you know, I was talking with a sponsee last night. I met with one last night, and she was talking about some conflict she's having with a friend of hers who was, she used to sponsor, and she doesn't sponsor her anymore, but um, she was lamenting the, the conflict because she felt like, she felt very proud of this particular woman, and she felt very proud of her work and the the sponsor sponsee relationship and how it it had helped the other woman and i understand that too because i know like with you you know i mean and not just you but there was like it took me a while to get to this place where i could be really myself and and sponsor in the way that i really knew was um, worked for me, like where I was able to discern. And I met with, I talked to a young sponsee, a single woman, a uh, single mother sponsee that I have this morning. And she was experiencing some conflict with, um, with her son. And she had this issue with him and she wanted to be able to resolve it with, and, you know, I was suggesting that his dad, you know, you got to go to the dad. She's like, well, that's not going to work. And that's not going to work. And it's like, you know, well, and I was just very patiently <laughs> encouraging, you know, I think he really has the son's best interests at heart, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And lo and behold, she says, I'll call you back. That's the dad right now. And so she was gone for like a half an hour, called me back. And she said, he's open to the two suggestions that I made to her. And she goes, I'm just really grateful that you hung in there and encouraged me. She goes, I was stuck in my thinking, you know, I did not think he was going to respond the way that he did. Well, that's it, Elizabeth. We get hijacked in our thinking. That's why we get into our addiction and we can't get out of it. This is the only way. It's never going to work any other way. All those tapes that get 
um, perpetuated in our minds. And so I've done that before where, and like me being sick, it's like, no, that's not going to work. No, I don't need to go to the doctor. No, they've said everything else, blah, blah, blah. And so then taking a suggestion called Georgie, see what she can do to help you. I was like, oh my God, I totally got to call Georgie. And she totally helped me. And really, I think, started steering the boat in the other direction. So it is those little moments where we can shift and be open to suggestion and upon the possibility of another way. Listen, my own thinking got me here, right? So that's not to be trusted. I can't continue. What is that saying? Continue. It's like insanity. We continue to do the same things over and yeah. over again. Well, insanity is the is the uh, thinking that if I keep doing this, I'm gonna, you know. Right, 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 right. Listeners, we don't know we don't know the phrase because we're old, yeah. but you know, you know what we're talking about. Because <laughs> we already did. It. Continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The results. And you know, the, and then um, like I had uh, the this, the woman that I met with last night. I was like, one of the things that she said. Um, when we were doing her step work was that she notices she tries to do she tries to fix her problems herself she stays in it like you know oh i know what to you know rather than calling and reaching out for help and going to a meeting praying reading the program or the you know program material you know calling your sponsor it's like you and i do that too like oh i know what to do you know and listen even if we don't take the suggestion Hearing a different way is helpful because just like what you had with your sponsor this morning, you were thinking, I can't go coast to coast, but I could go San Antonio. I could go Austin. So just having that little bit of a difference can shift it into a solution for us. Right. And, you know, maybe eventually I would open up to, you know, national I can't imagine that, but you know, I really, because I really want somebody that's local that I can see, but I, you know, we don't know what people are willing to do or where they're at in their lives, but I do know that it's the, it's that, you know, it's that's getting stuck in that, like, well, that will never work. And instead, like, you know, noticing my own resistance. And I, you know, I had mentioned, it's so funny. Like I, I think I spoke to four sponsees yesterday and today. But um, I had one of them cut my hair yesterday and she, you know, I was saying, what is your resistance? And she goes, it's not resistance. And I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I said, I know what the resistance is and, uh, because it, it is, it's the lack of the commitment to the pro to the process. It's like, uh, if I write that down, you know, then I, then I'm committed to it, you know? And there's a lot of things like, you know, that when I first started and my sponsor would suggest for me to write that, you know, to do the written work and I'd be like, and it wasn't my SLA, it was my first um, AA sponsor. And she'd be like, you gotta write that down. You know, you gotta do the written work. And it'd be like, oh my God, I don't have to write that, you know? But it was really like, I was not committed to my own healing, to the suggestion that she had made. And I think when I do, when I do get to this place, like, what I'm doing isn't working. That's when I become teachable. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good word. 
And I've been doing it for the past two weeks. You know, I have a friend that, uh, she's my friend who lives in Paris, and we talk every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday, and uh, to stay in touch, because she's been going through a lot, I've been going through a lot, and she's a very sympathetic year, and so she told me about a coworker of hers that lost, like, all this weight, and she said, what are you doing differently? He goes, I'm walking every day, and I'm focusing on making better choices he said but I'm not on any kind of plan but I'm just trying to cut down things that I know are bad and I'm just walking every day and he's lost like 30 pounds or the equivalent they stocks in stones I don't know what stones are. <laughs> I don't know kilos I don't know stupid yeah. American and so she suggested can you walk 10 minutes a day and I was like thinking, that's not going to help anything. Just like what we're talking about. And I said, yeah, I think I can walk 10 minutes a day. She goes, why don't you try it for a week? Try it for a week. And I thought, I could try it for a week. I could do 10 minutes a day. I could try it for a week. Grudgingly, listeners, I took this suggestion. And I kept just saying to myself, you can totally do 10 minutes. You, totally. You, you, you can walk 10 minutes. And so one day I like got my phone and I set the timer to five minutes. And I went on this little walk. And then when the five minutes chimed, I just turned around and walked back. So that, because I didn't want to walk 10 minutes and 30 seconds. I didn't want to walk 10 minutes. In 10 seconds, I'm gonna walk 10 minutes. Slow, I walk slow, just like the slowest of slow. Because listeners, if you don't know what Houston is like, Montrose in my neighborhood has sidewalks, but they're all janky because the trees push them up. And so it's just a fucking nightmare to go on a walk. So I chose my path where there were like, no, where the it was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty safe. Because listen, this girl goes down, it's not gonna be pretty or I twist an ankle or something. So I just was like, okay, I can do, so I mapped out my route and then I was like, okay, I can do 10 minutes a day. And I did it, Elizabeth. I walked for a week, 10 minutes a day. And, and, and so then that Saturday, like last Saturday, I upped it to 15 minutes and I was like, I'm going to walk 15 minutes a day. And I'm going super slow, you guys. It's not like I'm like power walking through all this. The goal, and this is what my friend from Paris said, the goal is to establish a habit and to establish a commitment that I'm going to do this thing because my goal is in three years because I found out that I got accepted into graduate school. So it's a three-year program. So in three years, and that gives me so much room and I feel like time to get to the physical goals that I want to accomplish. I mean, I walked 10 minutes a day for a week and I'm like, why haven't I lost 50 pounds? I should have lost 50 pounds by now. That, that's how my addict brain wants to have immediate. I've done 10 minutes a day for seven days where all the, you know, gifts and it's not going to be like that. And I think that that's a good example for me in program where we tell people just go to a meeting it's you know there's no skin off your back you can go to a meeting one meeting one meeting and just I listen i like to the, the 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 that you brought up about the instant gratification because we do like you know we want that 
you know, if I'm going to do this different thing, and that's one of the things that I noticed with my sponsee this morning with the, the young, with the, the son, was that, you know, she was like, well, I, that won't work because blah, blah, and this whole litany of stuff that she's gone through with the baby daddy. And I was like, look, you're not going to get, like, this is a, this is a project. You, let's just focus on this one issue that you have right now. And, you know, putting some limits on, you know, his cell phone or getting him enrolled in a, you know, in an activity. That's it. Just those two things, you know. And she came back and she was like, yes, he said, you know. And it was like, it, it, it's a project. It's not, you don't get to walk 10 minutes a day for a week and lose 50 pounds, you know. Right. And you're not going to change your relationship with your, you know, with your ex-husband or your ex you know, baby daddy in one conversation. <laughs> and I didn't have long-term sobriety just by going to one meeting. one meeting. You know, what one meeting led to was two meetings. And what two meetings led to was three meetings. And by the time I got to three meetings, I mean, meeting number one, I was like, oh my God, I found all these women who I could completely identify well with. I can remember, you know, Donna saying, hi, my name is Donna, and my higher power is a man named Bill. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And she was like, Bill loves you golf. Sister. <laughs> so I had to love golf. She goes, I don't love golf. I've never cared for golf ever. And so... I, by three meetings, I was like, okay, this is why it works because these women get what I'm talking about. And with the, I mean, some people, you know, I could go in there and cry and talk about my stuff and, and people would just be nodding sympathetically. And I was like, oh, okay. They really do see me and hear me. And it's really created a beautiful community you know, my actor community is one community where I feel like they get me in that realm. And my uh, recovery people really get me in the recovery realm. And that's nice to be seen and known. But it does start small and consistently going forward. And so I took the suggestion, even begrudgingly, here's the deal, we can take it begrudgingly. And I've even told my sponsees when they poo-pooed my suggestion, yeah, that's not going to work. And I'm like, just try it. And like in one example, I was, you know, telling them to reach out to other people. And they were like, oh, but they're not going to. And I'm like, tell them your sponsor told you to do it. That Absolve yourself of any responsibility and just say, you know, my, your sponsor. My sponsor's gave you this. making me do this. My sponsor's mean. She's going to make me. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, put the blame on me. I don't care. But... You can do it begrudgingly. I like that phrase in, in Al-Anon where they say you can do it scared. You, right. You can do it bitching the whole way. Right. But you just do it. Yeah. And I mean, the first few days I did kind of bitch while I was walking. I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is ridiculous. How is walking this slow for 10 minutes going to change my life? But I kept it. I kept at it. I kept at it. And I'm going to continue to do it. You know what, too, though, I noticed is that um, that week where you did start walking, then you also got, you got accepted to, you know, it was like you, you opened yourself up for other successes, you know, you celebrated eight, is it eight years, nine years? Nine years. 
nine years in this program and you know you got accepted to grad school and it's like those are two no 11 years i'm sorry listeners 11 years yeah you know those are two really huge wins you know yeah and i think that when we do when we do open ourselves up to a different way of thinking and a different way of doing things uh, to suggestions then you know it, it might not come in you know like i might not be the guy from austin but something else is going to you know i'm open i'm open and something else another win is going to drop in my lap that much i do know i love that i love that and i think the real the reason why we close ourselves off is that ego that is within us that thinks it knows that ego it's scary Yes. Oh my God, what am I going to do if I meet a guy in Austin? Then I have to drive to Austin or tell him to come here and have coffee with me. You know, it's just that it's, it's out of the comfort zone. And that's a projection. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. You don't know like that it's going to be horrible to walk 10 minutes a day. You know, it's actually kind of nice. You get outside, you meet your neighbors, you piece of cake it was a piece of cake and i walk in this gorgeous little cherryhurst park it's lovely i get to you know see the babies when i go by the little baby park and that's sweet it doesn't trigger me to see the babies some people who don't have babies and want babies sometimes it can trigger them to see babies but you know i get to see them and be grateful that i don't have babies like oh my lord you got to take them outside you got (laughs) to put them on swings MG lives in the most beautiful neighborhood. It's an old, very established neighborhood in the middle of Houston, very close to downtown, big old houses. And yes, the the sidewalks are mangled and bumpy and, you know, destroyed from the tree roots. But man, the houses in that neighborhood and the landscaping is, it is my cup of tea. It's gorgeous. And right outside, and, and, and listeners, listen, I manifested this because I took a suggestion. You know, when I was in New York living in a three-bedroom apartment, uh, let's see, no, it was a two-bedroom apartment, and there were three of us. I was in a converted dining room. I put up these wardrobes so it was visually private, but still, people had to walk through my room to get to the back of the house. And I was living there with three other millennials and then a newborn because my roommate got pregnant and had a baby. And, you know, here I am. I'm living the dream. This is the dream. And a friend of mine said... It sounds like you're miserable there. Why don't you come back to Houston? And I was like, then I'm giving it all up. She goes, well, it's not happening, right? Maybe it can happen a different way. And like you and I were talking about before, it was like I was saying I could totally find an agent in Houston. Yeah, and I did. Boom, got it. So taking a suggestion. but Letting go, I think, too. I think that's a huge part of it, of letting go how you think it's going to work. Like, this is the only way I can get my date where I can find yes. my mate. This, this is, is the, the only way I can be a successful actor is go to New York. Right. This is the way. Right. And, and that's not true at all. Right. And this is the only way my baby daddy can be a good dad. This is the only way, you know, yeah. And when we let go of that and get, become open to suggestion, maybe, you know, just one tiny step one tiny action because because, you know the God the universe the mystery is infinite there are infinite ways Elizabeth that things can happen and manifest and the truth was I was not happy in New York 
and I knew I had been very happy in Houston. And so I was willing to give it a try. And so I came back and I stayed with my friend for a while. And then I happened to be driving through this neighborhood and I was like, this is a gorgeous neighborhood. I love this neighborhood. And I just started getting on Craigslist and looking for garage apartments in Cherryhurst. And within a week, I saw the apartment that I moved into. And it was amazing, 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 amazing. So I am living in this beautiful place, beautiful trees, the air is great. It's like a hatchery for yellow-crested night herons. They're always nesting in the trees, and then it's just like an incredible place. So, it is. so it's beautiful. And I got here because I was willing to take a suggestion. Right. I got sober because I was willing to take a suggestion. Me too. I hope that helps, listeners. I do, too. I think that let go. You don't know everything. <laughs> Be open, just a little open. I have to tell myself that all the time. It's so funny because when I was, the first thing MG asked me is how was my trip? I was um, in uh, South Dakota last weekend. And um, I always complain about the men that I meet on this dating app that they all have a fish. They're all sitting there with a fish. (laughs) The first thing I told her is I caught a fish. Girl, you need to make that your profile picture. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll think about that. But I did have a really good time, and I really liked catching that fish. So, um, and, and I will tell you, I am willing to put that on my profile picture. You know, I am willing. I, I, I will take suggestion. It is not me. I don't like. You know, I don't want to go fishing every weekend. But I had a really good time going fishing with my son. I love that, Elizabeth. So, Elizabeth, where do you like to get your coffee in the morning? Oh, I wish I had my cup right now. Pure coffee. Oh, I'm telling you, you guys. It's at I-10, exit Antoine. If you're come, yeah, I think guess it's both ways. Um, and uh, stop in there and get a cup of coffee. They make lattes. One of the things that, um, that I know is very popular is the blueberry matcha. And if you go in there and tell them you um, listen to... Elizabeth Pudwell on Silver Sisters Talk. They will give you a 10% discount. Awesome. Listeners, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.